Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday. District 11 Championship Weekend Edition. Good to have my good buddy Ed Benashunas back in the saddle again. Yeah. Uh-oh, we're back. Maybe I'm not back, my friend. Did you cut me off? Uh, did you cut me off? Hello? Hello? No, we're going to have to figure that part out here, oh doctor. But anyway, let's thank our fine sponsors like Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest full-service family-owned dairy along the Tumbling Run Road in Pottsville. Full line of... Check one, two. There we go. It's the master control. Whole milk to skim milk and everything in between the award-winning chocolate milk at Gears Dairy. Don't forget their full line of iced tea and fruit drink products like the raspberry iced tea. As they say at Gears Dairy... Sip, Sip on, on Schuylkill County. County. Also, Phoenix Physical Therapy, Edward. Yeah, that's where you could uh, recover, recharge, rise. and rise. Yes, sir. Yeah, you got it. Uh, five locations around the area. Frackville, Pottsville, Orangeburg, Pine Grove, out in Gratz. Stop by, see the fine folks and their great staffs at all five locations. Because at Phoenix Physical Therapy, you could recover recharge and rise like the phoenix from the ashes hey just because you got a little injury doesn't mean nothing because you know injuries are about motion and life is motion you know doc we absolutely uh missed you last week i know and i mean i know you've been uh been a busy man last night there were a couple of games at Mart's Hall. I might have tossed it out over oh, there, the uh, trash, boy. because there's only two of them. That doesn't mean it's trashy. No, it's not trashy. And in the girls' single A, Nativity, the Golden Girls, golden once again, 43-28, as they get the victory over Marion. And then uh, in the boys' side of things, it was uh, Williams Valley over Shenandoah, 52-37, it's Williams Valley's first District 11 crown since 2009. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to talk with both coaches coming up. Ah, I don't know how we're going to do this. Two two great interviews coming up your yeah. way. You know, Scott, Scott Forney, Forney yep. and Denny Casper. Denny Casper. He's just a, a class act all mm-hmm. the way around. And I got to catch him uh, on uh, Tuesday night uh, as he knocked off the uh, Golden Bears of Monoy area. And uh, good game. All five kids played very well. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it uh, showed last night as they beat Shenandoah. And then, uh, of course, Scott Forney, always full of, uh, you know, time and, and words and, and, and uh, accolades for his uh, group of girls up there on Lawton's Hill is – uh, they are once again golden, and you know, Chaz. You, it, it, I don't think we've said it enough, and if we haven't said it a hundred times, we haven't said it once. These nativity teams have something to prove, along with the Mono Area Golden uh, Bears, Lady Bears, because they were left hanging last year, about mm-hmm. one whole year ago. They were still playing basketball in mm-hmm. the state rounds, and uh, they sort of got some uh, unfinished business to take care of, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it uh, is looking good uh, for the Golden Girls. Of course, the uh, Hilltoppers will play tonight at seven thirty. They'll take on uh, Notre Dame of East Stroudsburg. You hear that live here with uh, yourself and uh, JP. Yes, sir. At uh, seven thirty from Mart's Hall. So uh, you know that is uh, another team. I mean, like we said. Uh, 
have that unfinished business, and uh, they have looked, they've been taking care of business as of late, the uh, Hilltoppers. But uh, before we get into talking about anything and all that, and uh, I got to say, I'm back. What's that mean? I'm back. I did it, man. I took the plunge. Took the plunge. I, I just, I, I, I can't do it anymore. I took the plunge. You've been married for years. Yeah, but I took the plunge. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm returning to the, the sports fan. Campaign. The sports fan is back. I bought my first tickets to a live sporting event. Did you? Yes. What'd you buy your yes. tickets to? I'm going to see the Phillies take on the Metas in uh, the end of April. Well, thanks for the invite. Me and my wife have not been out for over a year to see anything that we enjoy doing. Trust me. We're going alone this one. <laughs> the next one I'll invite you to because, man, I have what? been in withdrawal. Seriously, I have. Hey, listen, I'm with you. You know, I mean, so. listen, you would have been amazed last night to see 700 people in March Hall. It would have been, it it was, it, been it awesome. It was great. I mean, there's little kids running around the top circle doing laps. Yeah. Now everybody was like wound up. Hot diggy yeah, dog. 700 people in Mart's Hall last night, and I could tell you it was a grand old time. And, <sighs> and, and you know, we're cheering 700 people in Mart's Hall. We're used to seeing a couple thousand. Yeah, usually I mean, about 2,500 or so. Nobody down at the bottom, everybody up around the top. So it looked pretty full last night. And uh, yes, the you know, it, it's nice. Um, we'll see if uh, everything else holds true and we continue out of this. You know, there's nothing I want more, Doc, than to take in the aromatic, effervescent flavor of methane and gasoline and burning rubber with you. Oh, I know, man. <laughs> I can't. I am, I'm getting so excited. I'm like a kid that, uh, you know, like when you're a kid and your parents say, hey. We're going to go to the zoo on the Saturday. The sports director and I were looking at tickets for a, for, for a four-person pod at Citizens. I got Bank a two-person pod. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, and I was kind of let – me, let me put it to you this way. If you're a sports fan, I was kind of surprised at I was still able to buy tickets. At a reasonable price? At a decent price. Some you know of them I mean? are reasonable. Yeah. Some of them are yeah, ungodly. You mean, if you're going to sit behind home plate five rows back – in the what I don't know what they call it. They call it the Diamond Club, the Suites, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to pay the hundred and fifty dollars or one hundred and seventy-five dollars. But I mean, I never buy those tickets. I can't, I can't afford those tickets. Let's put it that way, or unless it's a very special occasion or something. But uh, I mean, I was able to get tickets uh, out in the outfield where I you normally sit, uh, and uh, it was thirty dollars. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I did buy the parking because it's $20 for the parking uh, on the uh, when you're buying with your tickets. God only knows what parking is going to be because that's where they're going to nail you. You know that. Nah. They're not going to nail you in on the seats or whatever because then mm-hmm. you'll start complaining. But, you know, if you get they nail you like $40 to park, I mean, you're going to complain. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You're going to have to park anyway. You know, it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't scenarios. I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's great to, that everything. Starting to uh, fall back into place. I know you're a big proponent of encouraging everyone to uh, take care of uh, their business in order to get yeah. back to normalcy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I can't, uh, I can't tell you enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we don't discuss this much or, or no. anything like this because it's a sports show. But yeah, I mean, uh, I will say that I'm, I'm fully vaccinated for now over uh, two months. Yeah, me almost. too. Almost. 
and uh, I haven't grown a third arm or no. haven't had anything different happen to me. Well, you do have some feathers on your back. Well, that was, uh, I eat a lot of chicken wings, so, oh, yeah, I mean, it's I only, see. yeah, I mean. That's natural progression. That's natural, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. that they would start to mm-hmm. pluck out of me, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, nothing has happened. Okay, yes, did I have a, a, a symptoms after the second shot? Yeah, I had a headache. Yeah, I had some body aches. Yeah, I had some chills for, you know, 16 hours, let's say. But damn, I'll tell you what, I'd rather have that for 16 hours than to be six for 16 days, 16 weeks, 16 months, 16 years, whatever. Possibly have a plastic pipe in your... Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no friend of no Lucas device. And no. anybody in the medical field knows what that Lucas device is. They didn't know. Right. You're not getting me with one of them. So anyway, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, back. I, You know what? And I full, fully understand to... Uh, Get a ticket for these things now. You know how much I don't like to support the multi-million dollar crybaby athlete, but I get it. For your own mental health and... Uh, yeah, I, I just... You know I mean, and I'm not... I mean, as people that listen to the show and know me, I am not at all a fan of the hometown Phillies. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to see the Mets, but, you know... I'm just glad you're not grumpy. I mean, you've been grumpy for about six, eight months now. You've been miserable. I, I know. It's just, I mean, tell me nobody else is miserable out there. You're just like, it was, I don't know, it's like Groundhog's Day. You know what I mean? The movie with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Is it Bill Murray in that mm-hmm. movie? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like we woke up, we went to work, or we did our things. And, and I mean, I'm just going to be happy to go out and, you know, see something happening, you know, rather than just uh, watching it on my television. And like you say, I can't wait for the men's. Methanol in the rubber. <laughs> I know you're excited. I get it. But, well, Doc, you know, we'd be remiss not to uh, say that we certainly do enjoy getting out and seeing things and, yeah. and, and being in yeah. different places. I mean, we'd yeah. be, we'd be lying to say we didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, at the beginning, I could remember, like, at the beginning of the uh, basketball season, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I'll even go back to football. Yeah, I mean, the beginning of football season, there was nobody there. It was us, the uh, announcer, and who the announcer was talking to, I have no damn clue, because the kids on the field didn't really, you know, care about what the announcer's saying. That's about it, you know? Right. And you had scoreboard operators, and maybe you had an administrator there or something like that, but that's all you had, you know I mean? I mean... At the beginning of the football season, and you know there was a, a point in time during football where we saw some some fans. You know, I mean, we had bands, we had cheerleaders. You know, then we didn't have fans, and then we did have fans. Then we didn't have fans, and then it was all you know. I mean, well, we're going to go full board in basketball. What's going to look like? We're not sure. Twenty five people in the gym. Geez, are we even going to be allowed there to cover the game? You know. And you know, then we don't have basketball until after the change of the calendar, into the new year. Then we get basketball. There's nobody there but us and the teams. And then it slowly starts to progress out of there. And you know how funny it is, Chaz. I had this uh, experience uh, on uh, Wednesday night up in Wano area. Is uh, an official came over in between the third and the fourth quarter, and he he comes over. He says, "Man, I could hear you guys up and down the court." He says, "You're doing a good job calling this basketball <laughs> game." The first time I ever had an official, but in a normal era, mm-hmm. you know, in normal normalcy, uh, you wouldn't be able to hear us. We would just be a, another right. you know speck of. No, I've run into noise. that a couple of times this year, where the official has come over and said something about our broadcast and. 
Um, yeah, that's, you know, just the way it, it's been going. But, you know, like I said, last night to see 700 people, you saw community people in the game. They, they may not have had a player on the team, but they were able to secure one of the 350 tickets per school. And they were in watching the game and enjoying a night out with their significant other or other family members or friends. And uh, it, it was just a, a great thing to see last night at Mart's Hall. And I hope to see it again this evening. And, uh, you know, the, the best part to me was in the boys' semifinals for the Schuylkill League when students started to come in. Yeah. And then it got a little louder. And, and, you know, you felt, oh, thank goodness something's back that I don't have to, you know, be the lone set of entertainment here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even the crowd mic really didn't pick JP, up much. JP and I were going to dust off our plowder blue tuxedos with the frilly shirts soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wedding singers or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, you're there for the, as the entertainers almost. <laughs> Oh, next year you'll be hearing JP. I didn't really mean to hurt you. No, he won't sing that. <laughs> He'll be singing Greenfields. But anyway, oh boy, let's talk about some basketball that happened last night yeah. on the floor let's at Martell, and let's talk about game number one, a game you heard here on WPPA last night. Nativity winning its 14th District 11 Girls Basketball Championship. They defeated Marion 43-28. Before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of this, I just want to say. That this was one of the most physical basketball games I have partaken this season. It was almost like watching Braveheart. <laughs> I'm telling you, at, at points, that game was... I was waiting for somebody to pull one of them mace out. You know, the ball on the end of the chain with the oh, spikes on, And whack somebody over the head. I mean, these girls were going at it last <laughs> do, do you have a mace at North Schuylkill? That's like a tradition in a uh, graduation ceremony is a mace. You know that, right? Mm-mm. They carry one of those, uh, The uh, usually the, I'm not sure who it is, but they'll carry a mace in and then they I put it on not, a table. I am but, not, no, that does not happen. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a graduation ceremony. Well, I can ceremony. tell you I've never seen it at North Google. Okay, so, uh, you know, I mean, you're talking about this, and I was lucky enough on my way home uh, from work last night to uh, turn on and listen to the uh, game. And uh, I heard you and John talking about how physical it was. And there was about four minutes to go in the first quarter. Uh, the score was something like 6-2, 6-4 maybe. I don't remember what it was offhand. But uh, I remember you talking about the physicality mm-hmm. and uh, you know a foul being called and, and John saying, you know, and John's usually not one to pick out, uh, you know, ticky-tacking or anything like that, or or to speak his mind uh, freely. But uh, he says, yeah, we sort of need this because the girl just got hip-checked four times and didn't get a foul called on it, and people are starting to get uh, a little bit out of control. Mm -hmm. We're going to need this timeout, (laughs) good timeout taken. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, just by hearing that little bit of uh, Mm -hmm. the beginning, I'm like, this thing's got to be, got to be a physical ball. But I wouldn't expect anything less. And Paul Bruto talking about Freebie Bellini or whatever Larry said to him in his interview. I still can't follow. I think Larry was looking for Freebie Bellinis last night on a Friday during Lent. But um, but to hear Paul Bruto say uh, in his pregame interview to Larry, everything seems to work through Heenan. We've got to limit her touches. Wow, did they try that and then some. She could not get anywhere without somebody in her hip pocket last night. Um, Marion tried their best to hold her down, but uh, she ended with a game high seventeen yeah, and still uh, pumps in double digit boards last night. And uh, but 
I'll tell you, they were not going to let her get it easy, that's for sure. Well, you, you talk about not letting her get it easy. She did get it easy, Chaz, because she hits two field goals, but she goes 13 of 18 from the line, Sam Heenan does. So, you know I mean? 13 of her 17 points comes from the there charity strike. There were 39 strike. total fouls in the game, Doctor. That doesn't include all the traveling calls that were made. There was more traveling calls last night than you could earn free trip ticks at AAA. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, it was it was wild. I, I in fact, at one point, I, I I'll be honest, people don't know what I, I, I at one point we were in a commercial break and I texted Eric Rissmiller. I said, boy, do you think the 730 start for game two was a wise idea? Because it was getting close. that They might have not been able to get that one started on oh, time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And this yeah, game started at five. Nativity shot 30 free throws last night. Marion shot 19. Now, a lot of yeah. people may say, well, you know, it was a you know, stack deck, whatever. No. Marion was forced to foul at certain points. In fact, they had two girls foul out of the game. Nativity had a couple girls with four fouls apiece. Yeah. It was that kind of night. It was wow. But would you expect anything different? I don't know. We'll ask Scott Forney that question. But yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't expect anything more than than a physical ball game between these two rivals. I mean, they're both story programs, Chaz, in, in girls' basketball. And, you know, Marion has to come out, Chaz. I mean, let's look at it. Open tournament. Mm-hmm. Which I okay. think was a great thing. I mean, oh, I thought some, it was neat. There were some teams that, you know, you would never, they wouldn't even have had an opportunity to get there, let alone Marion and Shenandoah Valley Boys, would never have gotten an opportunity to even play in district tournament. And here they ended up in the championship game. Yeah. You know what I liked about it? And I talked about this on Wednesday night. I like the home court advantage. John feels the same way. I like it. I like it. You earned it. You worked your tush off for. Tush. Ten months, whatever, it's however long. You grown a yeah. beard? Yeah, you you've worked the tush off, seriously. For I mean, as we talk with coaches, you, I mean, it's a twelve month sport anymore. You know, I mean, a lot of these mm-hmm. sports are twelve months. You're working your tush off for that long. You deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, the championship game, I like. I mean, moving it to to PPL Center, moving it to Moritz Hall, wherever. Okay, to a neutral floor, I agree with that, but. You know, through the the other stages of the uh, you know the quarters, the semis, all of that, I believe it should be a home court advantage. It's like that everywhere well, else. The PIAA is doing it now. In, yeah. in this, unless unless you won't allow visiting fans in your gym, then they're going to move it out of your gym. I like it. I like it. And then when you know, like somebody would say to me, "Well, what do you do with a, a place like Pine Grove or, or a place like?" You know, we were in the uh, Monoy area the other night, and, you know, I mean, the gym is, the floor is huge, but there's only about six rows of, of mm-hmm. bleachers on each side uh, for the Lady in the Bears. plane hangar. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do, you do if, uh, you know, I mean, you, you're, how do you host a game there? That's where you host a game. That's your home floor. If you could pack them in there and stack them in there, you know, tush the elbow, then that's what we do. You know, when it's safe, of course. <laughs> when it's safe. But that's what we do. I mean, that is an atmosphere where the game needs to be played. I mean, like, I just think that's awesome. It, it is so cool that these teams had the opportunity to play on the floor. And I think the, the, the uh, District 11 ought to seriously consider it. It's just like football. Football, we play them where? On your home turf until you get to the championship, and then we try to move it to a synthetic that surface. That wasn't always the case. That just started recently. That was not always the case in District 11 football. Okay, and I agree with you. If you work that hard to get it, there's so much beyond playing on the neutral surface 
you know, competition-wise, yada, yada. Is it really for teams now that have installed artificial surfaces to move to a neutral field because it has an artificial surface, is there really an, ad- no. an advantage gained? Well, sure there is. There's an advantage gained by the team that's played on it all year round and the team that's first stepping on it for the first time may have some. But they're still, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, you, what you're saying. I agree. Because behind the scenes, okay, those kids worked hard. And who benefits financially from games being at stadiums? The home team. It, the home, it's not the school. It is the home booster clubs who yeah. operate your concession stands, who, you know, do your 50-50, who sell your programs. A lot of school districts don't see that money coming back in. It goes to the booster clubs. What do the booster clubs do? They supplant some things in a school budget for that sports team. They also... You know, Provide take care the of those cool sports coach, teams. Exactly. Stuff like that. The yeah. kids gain by home field. So if you're going to a neutral site, who's gaining that revenue? That team. That, that team that's yep. not even playing in the game. Yep. I don't have a problem. Like, if you want to say, you, you want to go, like, hey, listen, every year we're going to hold the single A championship of District 11 at, at uh, Schuylkillhaven. Okay. Every year we're going to hold the double A championship of uh, football at Lehighton. Every year, the 3A championship will be, you know, here, there, whatever. That's fine, okay? But through the whole, through the whole tournament, you, you should have home field advantage to the higher seed, mm-hmm. okay? Because Personally, I'd like to see them use North Google for these. Well, games. I'm just saying, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, using examples of, of different schools. And I got gotcha. you. I hear you. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think it's great to have the home field, uh, home high, higher seed, have the home game up until the championship game, then you move it. Yeah. I am, you know, quite frankly, you know, I, I believe, now I get it, everybody wants that neutral field. You know, to me, if you're the if you're the higher seed and you get the championship game, you get the championship game. I mean, I can argue that point too. I can I can flip flop either way on that. Um, you know, I, I think you have to have one enough space and two the best playable surface you can provide to uh, hold these contests. So I don't disagree. Attention, school with district board members. There is some COVID money coming out that is going to be a one-time bom, boost. Bom, 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 you should uh, think but, about uh, increasing well, your capacity or listen, changing your playing surface. Listen, you know you're you're putting something out there that you have to be very careful about. And while I don't necessarily disagree, however. People that aren't involved as school administration or school board members don't quite see the uh, return on their investment by upgrading your sports facilities. And sometimes a lot of them have a hard time that aren't sports fans in uh, understanding why you would do that and not spend it elsewhere. But that's a story for another program, 10 to 12. Monday, Monday through Friday, Friday step, step up, up to, to the, the mic. mic. Right. That's not a, <laughs> let's go, a program. Let's, here. Let's, talk, let's look inside the numbers of that Nativity Marion tilt last night, Edward. Yeah, we got we the... We dive got really, into the box score, courtesy of one Charles Roth of the Republican Herald. Well, we'll start off with Marion, Chaz, and uh, we'll look, and it looks like uh, Plebon uh, with a seven would lead the charge for the lady Phillies. Then you have... Uh, They're just the Phillies, Doc. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they the are PA just... The, yeah, 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 all yeah, over yeah, you yeah. If you ain't careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martinelli has six. Had to watch myself last night. I didn't want to offend the public address announcer, Marion. Oh, Minchoff had seven, uh, too, also. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Uh, let's see who else. Nimeth uh, with Walsh. three, Pizeski with four, yep. Walsh with one, and that uh, rounded out That's the scoring. It. Ten of nineteen from the charity stripe last night for the Phillies. Eight field goals, twenty-eight points. Now. For Nativity, Edward? For Nativity last night, you have, uh, of course, you talked about Heen, and she has 17 last night to lead the way for all scorers. Then uh, Abdo checking in with eight. Uh, Zemitowski uh, with three. Quick with three. Kramer with uh, eight there. I'm sorry, I missed that there. It looked like a B, but it's an eight. Uh, Brennan with two last night, and uh, Bernitsky with uh, two last night. Uh, 20 of 30 from the line, uh, 11 field goals uh, for their 43 points. And, yes, I will give Scott Forney a pat on the back. He's over 50% at the charity stripe and takes advantage of it very well um, as he uh, racks up points. Uh, he got 20 free ones. And, uh, well, that's the uh, check, buddy. Indeed. And last night in the nightcap, Williams Valley, you said it, they win their first Schuylkill League championship, or District 11 championship, rather, since 2009. And Bryce Herb taking control last night, Edward, is... He had a big night from the floor. Yeah, he dumps in 16, Chaz, and uh, no surprise. If anybody watched this uh, Williams Valley squad, uh, there's two things that will step out to you. Anybody can score at any time. They're, they're all very good on the floor. But the five you see is the five you get pretty much. Doesn't go to the bench much. Uh, uh, Alex was forced into yep, action last go. night when uh, Jesse Engel was saddled with four fouls. And Achenbach made one of the most athletic plays I've seen all year. He was bent in half backwards, going underneath the backboard and threw it up and in, and then was fouled and had a three-point play. But how about the Vikings last night? 21 for 35, 60% from the field, according to Chuck Curley's statistics. And uh, I will tell you, Williams Valley came out in the 3-2 zone, and at first, Shenandoah Valley, I don't know if they were confused or if it was the game plan by Robbie Miller, the sharp-dressed man last night. You know, he looked so sharp in his suit coat, Doc. If he smiled, he would have cut himself. Wow. Robbie was in a suit coat? Robbie was in a suit coat and tie last well, night. Well, you know it was suit a big coat game. buttoned up, powder blue. Yes, Get sir. Get out. Oh, yes, sir. Get out, Robbie. Okay. I'm not sure if the game plan was to slow it down or if they just weren't quite sure how to attack it because – they started slow offensively, and they, they kept to the theme for a while. At some points, they looked like they were going to jump out and start going bananas, but uh, they did hit their fair share of triples last night, but it was it was Jesse Engel who, who really uh, took over the ball game. Brady Evans added 13, or not Jesse Engel, Bryce Herb, rather. Uh, Brady Evans with 13 last night for the Vikings. Shenandoah Valley shot just 27% from the field, and, uh, you know, it was interesting how that game shook out. But uh, Denny Casper will join us. It was interesting. One quote he put in the paper this morning was about uh, the legs of his team with the stretch they did, like 14 games in 15 days or whatever it was. It was it was yeah, an ungodly remember it was crazy. Yeah, amount of time that they played. And when they played in the Schuylkill League semifinals, it was evident their legs were gone. They couldn't even you know get shots up. Uh, you could see they had rubber legs. But last night it was a completely different contrast as uh, Williams Valley Herb finishes with 16 on the night last night. Um, I was you know impressed. Shenandoah Valley they held Kosar to 11, which the game before I think what he had. 29 or something like yeah, that. He, he busted he was out. A, he, was in the, he was in the 20 range. Last night, he hits 11. He's the only player to get into double figures for the Blue Devils. So the Williams Valley defense was on fire last evening. Connor Lucas checked into the game, and uh, he got his season high, did the senior last night for uh, 
the uh, Shenandoah Valley Blue Devils. He got yep. six. He hit a triple and uh, went uh, one for one from the line and had another field goal for two. Um, but uh, the Blue Devils just uh, could not figure the riddle last night of Williams Valley's defense. Yeah, I, and I think, I mean, when you look at the Blue Devils, they're, they're kind of young. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have a lot of uh, senior leadership. Uh, they do have a very darn good senior leader in Owen Kozar, but you know, Kozar's I mean, a junior, pal. Oh, he is. He is. I thought he was a the senior. seniors are Arguetta and Lucas. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. There's yeah, only there two only seniors two. on that ball club, and they ended up in a district championship game. Robbie Miller, in his pregame interview, said something that made complete sense, and it's something we've been talking about on this program. He said, you know, you could take the first half of everybody's season and throw it out the window. Oh, yeah. He said, because, you know, you just didn't have the work in. You were still trying to figure it out on the fly. He said, but the second half of the season, we really started to come together, and that's what we built this run to this championship game on and he's exactly right his team started to pick up steam halfway through the season you could see them coming together and uh they rolled well, in the championship game but fall short last night if, if i if i'm if i'm remembering correctly it was jared homa at the uh schuylkill leagues who told us that he didn't have two days consecutive days of practices all season mm-hmm. you know so he, Robbie's right, and we have been talking about it, Chaz, and we've mentioned it numerous times, and coaches have mentioned it numerous times here. But isn't it always funny? Like, remember old coaches or somebody telling you something or whatever from the past, and I could always remember coaches saying, it's a new season. It's a new season. Records are 0-0. It's a new season. And, yeah, I mean, there it is. You know, Shenandoah Valley gets into this uh, tournament, um, you know, with – not the best record, but not the worst record, and they're able to make a run at it. Yeah, you because know, everything was zero zero when you when you actually look at it. When you enter district play, everybody's at zero zero. So yeah, I mean it's a new day, and you just want to go one and zero every day, and that's that. So a good job by Shenandoah Valley. They do fall last night. Uh, Herb had that eighteen, as you said, and uh, just looking uh, nine of eighteen from the line for the Vikings. Uh, Twenty one from the floor for their fifty two. Thirteen from the floor for Shenandoah. Five of eight from the stripe for their thirty seven. Um, Kozar with the eleven. Makita checking in with uh, six last night. Uh, Maximic checking in with a triple. Alvarez with a triple last night. Uh, Mata with a, a triple and two uh, deuces. Uh, let's see. No, two triples and a deuce. Uh, that's it. That's the scoring pretty much for uh, Shenandoah. And like you said, they shot the lights out a little bit. As uh, Herb alone three-pointer for uh, Williams Valley. The rest is all Shenandoah. Lucas Maximic Alvarez with a uh, single and then uh, you had Matta with his two trips. Well, Doc, what do you say we take a time out here on Sports Saturday? We'll talk to the girls' District 11 champion head coach, Scott Forney. Don't forget that coach you mentioned, Jared Homa. His team has a tilt. The yep. Batland Miners against the Mono Area Lady Bears tonight at 5 o'clock on T-102. And then at uh, 7.30, we've got the Nativity Hilltoppers Boys Single A Championship game against Notre Dame of East Stroudsburg. It's all right here on WPPA Sports Saturday. On AM 1360, A106, and don't forget to check out the WPPA app.
WPPA's Polka Time, Sundays, 1 till 3 p.m. Hi, Paul Congress inviting you to tune in to the widest variety of the newest and best polkas here on WPPA. So set your dial to 1360 WPPA, 106 FM, or on the web, WPPARadio.com. Let's make it a date. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Pennsylvania's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Pennsylvania State Athletic Directors Association. The folks at Gears Dairy would like to thank all of you for your overwhelming support of our new raspberry tea. No matter the weather, the raspberry iced tea and diet decaf raspberry are the perfect blends. Not too sweet, not too mellow, perfectly refreshing. Plus, you can enjoy all of their iced teas, fruit drinks, and milk products. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road, the county's oldest family-owned dairy. Ah, sip on, Schuylkill County. Welcome back, Sports Saturday. Don't forget, District 11 Single A Boys Nativity, Notre Dame, East Stroudsburg. District 11 Single A Gold on the line, but there's a guy on Lawton's Hill who has gold hanging around his neck, slept with it on a bedpost, and has <laughs> put it back on for his trip to the bathroom this morning. It's Scott Forney, and he's got another District 11 title hanging around the Lawton's Hill complex, and the 14th coach, and boy, does that mean you've got a good program up there for the last quite so many years. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, I know you guys are saying about us versus Marion in the district championship. I went through the records. Uh, the 14 uh, times that we, put, uh, we won, uh, eight of them were versus Marion. Wow, wow, better than half. Yep. So we're seven and one versus Marion, uh, dating back to 1997, and including uh, last night. So seven and one versus Marion in the district championship game. Wow. Well, you you said it off the air, and I said it on the air. That game last night was probably the most physical game I've seen all season. Uh, it was a war. I, I I likened it to watching Braveheart to some <laughs> folks off uh, off the microphone. Um, Boy, there's no love loss between your two programs, is there? No, no. It, it's anything Marion versus Tiffany. It's it's a rival. It's a great rival, and it dates back to how how long, you know. And I told the girls before before the game, I go th- throw those games that we played during the season out the window. I go, it's it's the playoffs, like you guys said. It's it's a new season, but it's Marion versus Nativity. It doesn't matter if they beat us by thirty each time, or we beat them by thirty each time. When you get to the playoffs versus Marion Nativity, all 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 bets aside, it's it's the survival of the fittest, and we we were able to you know out out muscle them last night. 
Scott, let's talk about the play of Sammy Heenan, and not just uh, the past couple of nights in this District 11 tournament, but all season long. Last night, though, she had to earn what she was achieving to get to those 17 points. Marion played her very, very physical. Oh, absolutely, and uh, you know, and I'm talking to Coach Dauber, he's, he's uh, you know, he, he runs the offense. I told him during the week, I go, listen, I, I, I've been around going against Coach Bruto for a while as assistant coach, and now I know he's going to be ready for a boxing one, triangle and two type defense, and we had some plays set up for it, but it's a lot different going doing it in practice and doing it in the game, and they, they had a girl literally hanging on her shorts and jersey <laughs> the whole game, and she had to fight for everything that she got, and we just kept, tell, kept telling her and the rest of the players, just get to the, get to the paint, get to the basket, get to the foul line. That's what's going to win the game, and that's what happened. Right. That was very evident early on. I mean, your girls were knifing through the lane, trying to get as close to the bucket as they can and draw that contact, and it seemed to uh, play into the hands of Cammy Abdo. She likes to get in there and mix it up. Oh, yeah. She, she might be one of the smallest girls on the floor, but one of the toughest out there between her, Caitlin, you know, uh, getting to the paint, and you got Mass and Kramer, who a lot of her points came from offensive rebounds. You know, we might be the smallest one of the smallest teams out there, but they bang in the paint and get and get the offensive rebounds and get to the basket. So, Scott, I got a question for you. You have a mix of uh, seniors and and youngsters on the team. Now, how is it coming into a game where you know it's going to be physical against your top scorer, and the other girls have to understand that they've got to take the opportunities afforded to them? How is it to get youngsters? into that mindset that I've got to focus and know that anything can happen and the ball's going to come to me in a hurry. Well, you, you kind of just said it. You know, this whole past week, we were telling the freshmen, like, listen, like, you don't know when your number's going to be called. And the past two games, we had three freshmen on the floor at one time due to foul trouble. And, you know, we, we worked them in at practice. I know you guys said it earlier, you know, when it came to playoffs, it was the first time we got more than two practices in one in one week, which it, it, it's helping these younger kids because we're instead of just running our offense and running our defense and just the starting five and maybe the first one or two subs, we're able to get those other girls acclimated into the system even more because we didn't have an off, usually we do that in the off season. Well, we didn't have an off season. Well, our off season was the, the week between the, the regular season and the first district game, so it, it was and you know we we were able we had to go. We had what uh, three girl, three starters on the bench in the first, in the second quarter. You know, we went to that two-three zone, and those freshmen stepped up. We, 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 you know, we held that lead to twenty-two-nine going into halftime, and much part because of those three freshmen. You know, Scott, let's talk about that. At one point, there was anywhere between seven and eight freshmen on the floor between both of your teams. I guess that means moving forward. There's a lot of games between Marion and Nativity that are going to decide some championships here throughout the, the uh, next couple seasons. Absolutely, and like, uh, and I, I knew like Marion's record didn't show how good they are. Like Coach Bruto, I, I, I told uh, Charlie and Sam Madden in the interviews, I'm like, you know, he's a legend in his own right. He's one of the best coaches around, and you know, he was shut down a few times, and you know, he, he had a five and ten record, five and eleven record, and I knew once he got more than one practice in a week. They're going to get better because that, that you know that's what good coaches and good team and good players do. And you know they they, they were playing freshman all year round to begin with, and to get more practice time and then get a chance to get on that floor again, it, they're going to be tough. 
How do you deal with that, Scott? Yeah, I mean, you talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you haven't had two practices. You finally got it the, here in the last week or whatever. How do you keep your girls grounded? How do you keep the things moving forward? You know, what I mean, like when you from one game to a next. Yeah, like it, 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 it was hard to balance it, and like I'm not saying I did it the right way, but you know, there was times where we only had maybe one or two practices during the week, and a lot of them were just like, you know, shooting a lot of shooting because we're coming off two or three games straight, and these girls needed a rest. Um, you know, go, going into we scrimmage Steelers Grove, who just lost by two in the five A, five A championship, I think in District Two. Um, you know, I, I I rested three girls for close to a week uh, because they had nagging injuries, and you know, you had to let them rest, and we didn't get a chance to rest them during the season. It, it, it was a very tough balance, and I think the girls handled it very well. Like, you know, we start off preseason, you know, we got one game in, and we were off for three weeks, and we had four days to prepare for twenty two games. <laughs> for preseason that it, 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 I was tough and the girls the, the girls persevered <laughs> yeah yeah they did and uh, you know you want to talk about perseverance let's talk about 30 appearances at the line last night that's 30 free points just hanging out there like an apple I mean and you want to bake a pie on a Sunday morning and you need an apple to pluck off the tree Sam Heenan goes 14 of 18 from that charity mm-hmm. stripe overall you go 20 of 30 from the line and that's 20 free points you took advantage of Absolutely, and like that's one of the main things Coach Dobbert, uh, you know, emphasizes before each game. If we get to the foul line, double the amount of the other team, there's a good chance we're going to win. And you know, our, our three-point shooting percentage has been very low this season, um, but it was us getting to the basket. And a lot of times, Sam, she's averaging about 18 points a game. There were times where she's scoring 20, 20 a game, and 15 of those points are coming from the foul line just because. She just banged near off offensive rebound, driving coast to coast, or in, in the in the in our offensive sets, driving to the basket and getting to the foul line. Scott, it's, let's talk about the youngsters that you talked about before the freshmen. You have great faith in Grace Brennan. It's it's and, and she's proving that your faith in her is is is, is good stuff. Yeah, and you know it's it just and it was just with, like with Kaylin Quick and Madison Kramer last year. It's they didn't see much time during the, during the season, and I tell them, you know, come playoffs when we sub more and we got three refs on the floor, we're giving some foul trouble. Just keep working hard, trust yourself, and trust trust your teammates and trust us, and good things will happen. And you can see her and Hannah Zimeronski and uh, Reagan Bennett. They once they get in there, they, they there's more of a calm to them than it, than it was during the season, and they're starting to trust themselves more and their teammates, which is it's it's fun to watch watching freshmen get in there like that, like. Since my first year coaching with Tori Hanara and uh, Allison Clark as as freshmen, all the way all the way through now, like I, I played freshmen in big games, and I'm not afraid to do it as long as they have confidence in themselves. Well, Scott, we're up against the clock here this morning. I want to leave you with something. I received a text that told me that the the special education department slash faculty at North Schuylkill is a girls basketball coaching like factory. <laughs> Well, Coach Wetzel had a, had a hell of a year, and it, it's unfortunate what happened to uh, uh, his, his, his big-time player uh, getting injured with Mangle. Uh, I, I, I could say if she didn't get hurt, they would be they would have won a district championship in 4A. It's just unfortunate that that happened, but they still battled a tough ACC team and winning the league championship, and you saw what they did to us during the season. And, you know, he, he, him, his staff, and uh, players – had a great season, and 
I have nothing but respect for Coach Wessel. Well, your boss wants us to wish you congratulations <laughs> on the program this morning. He's an avid listener, that Mr. Brayford, and yeah. uh, he, well, well, he wants you to he, know. He, he, he just texted me before, uh, before we went on. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and Dr. Ackle texted me last night. <laughs> so there you have it. Well, buddy, congratulations. We will catch up with you next week. Another long week off. That yeah. can't be too bad for things, right? No, you know, get, getting ready for Nori Christian, who, who beat Lords last night by 18. You know, we played him during the season. Um, but we got in foul trouble that game, too. We, we actually were up 10 2, and then Cammie and Matt and Kramer got two fouls in the first half, and got down double digits by halftime. But come state, new, new day, new game. That's what it is. New day, new game. You're 0-0 when you start, and 1-0 is what your goal is every day. Absolutely. Working for one more game. All right, Scott, thanks for taking out this morning and uh, talking to us, and congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Congrats, Coach. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. There there you have it, Doc. The effervescent Scott Forney on the phone this morning. Jubilant. Maybe more like it as his team's wearing the Golden District 11 once again. And we're going to talk to another coach that's not unfamiliar with that position, but it's been a while. Yeah. Denny Casper of Williams Valley joining us next on AM 1360, 106 FM. If you missed the show, don't forget the podcast. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify. Just check us out, WPPA Sports Saturday. WPPA now has an app for your Android and Apple devices. You can take WPPA everywhere you go. It's easy. Just go to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search 106-FM space WPPA and download it today. Mr. Rogers says look for the helpers. You can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Learn how you can help first responders by texting BRAVE to 24365. Life is about motion, so orthopedic injuries are just a part of life. Phoenix Physical Therapy helps you rise to new heights after an injury by creating a program focused on you. With direct access, you can easily schedule an appointment at one of our convenient clinic locations in Pottsville, Orwigsburg, Brockville, Pine Grove, or Grass. Your community selected Phoenix is the proud winner of the 2020 Republican Herald Reader's Choice Award. Your life should be pain-free, filled with activities that you love. With the help from Phoenix, you can recover, recharge, and rise. Visit phoenixphysicaltherapy.com to schedule your physical therapy visit. Welcome back. Don't forget, we got District 11 Single A Basketball Championship action on the way. 7.30 tonight, Nativity the Hilltoppers taking on Notre Dame of East Stroudsburg. Looking for District Gold along with their girls. They got it last night at Nativity. Can they have two district champions up on Lawton's Hill? Well, we know there's a district champion in Williamstown this morning. And joining us on the phone, the head coach of the Vikings, Denny Casper. And good morning, sir. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Good to be with you. <laughs> you know, Denny, I saw this morning's article and I thought it was very, very telling. At the end of the uh, article, there's a quote where you talk about legs and that long stretch of games. And uh, I felt in the uh, Schuylkill League tournament that that long stretch of games kind of caught up with you that night. But last night, whoa, baby. Your team was out and running. You could see they were feeling good, and they come home with a gold. 
Yeah, yeah we, we thought, uh, I thought, I second-guessed myself at getting to the end of that slew of games we had. I thought maybe I made a mistake in, in scheduling those games, and, you know, we were shut down for the third time, and on the verge of almost losing our entire season, and our AD, Ben Anchez, said, what do you want to do, Coach? I said, hey, we're code red like that. Let's just schedule. I want the kids to play. That was the most important thing, to get our kids out and play. They deserve the right to do that. So we scheduled, what we, I think, 18 games, 20-some days. And I thought, you know, looking ahead, if we could just get through this and be in half, have physically good shape, we'd be fine coming into the playoffs at that time. So, But as we got through that, we were – last time we played Shenandoah Valley, we were in the middle of a, a five in a row away. Uh, we didn't have our legs. We hung on to win. Didn't play well. And I was getting frustrated myself. I thought, you know, what's, what's going on here? We should be playing better than what we are. However, the mental part of it, I think, took a little bit of a toll. So when the regular season was over, we, Benny said, you want, you want to play? We had Mount Carmel, which is a very good team, Upper Dolphin and, and Millersburg. I said, yeah, let, let's play them. Let's play. We've done this so far. Let's play them. So we played them, and we lost all three of those games. We played good in the Mount Carmel game. The other two games we did not. Uh, we lost Jesse for a game or two, and... And I think I'm second-guessing myself. That, did we do too much? Our, our kids shot out. We got a couple of days off. We took a couple of days off. We get into practice, get into a routine, and the kids just responded. I thought we were very fresh last night. And, again, that's a tribute to them. I mean, you know what they have gone through and what they have done. I mean, I just have so admir- much admiration for our players. Such great kids, good friends off the court, and they're, they have hung together since second grade, four seniors, and, and – I was extremely happy for them last night. It was all about them. It had nothing to do with me. They were they were they answered the, the call for me and, and our program, and it, it all came to a, to a, you know a head last night. And, and it was all last night was I'm thinking back. It was all worthwhile doing what we did. But I was second guessing myself because I didn't know maybe maybe I asked too much of them. But they responded. It was it was awesome and. and uh, Great group of kids. I'm so happy for them. So they deserve all the credit. I mean, I, I sat and watched and cheered and there like everybody else did, but they, they, they answered the bell for us. So I'm proud of them. Coach, when you talk about answering the bell, these kids are are stepping up for you huge. Yeah, I mean, the starting five are pretty much what you get all game yep. long is those five, uh, and then you'll get yep. Alex yeah, Ockenbach. We've been the most of, almost of the season. We have been, yep. We were, and that's one of the disappointing things about those are some disappointing things about basketball. That's one of the things for me this year. We have, we have some kids in school that should be playing basketball. We have some big kids that play as, as freshmen that were. I was expecting them to contribute this year, and because they felt they didn't have, they weren't going to play much and didn't want to work to, to, to you know make themselves better. They said we're not coming out because we're not going to play, and that that bothered me big time. And we have two kids that should be playing that are not. So, but. We we were the Iron Five, and, and you know I'll admit that, but they they were they were Iron last night. I mean they were well battle tested mm-hmm. last night, and and uh, yeah, they're such a great group of kids. But it's awesome for them. You know, Denny, you're right. A lot of these kids hanging out together and, and knowing yep. each other so well. I mean, yep. the continuity, even in the passing. Now, aside from from the shots falling, yep. but the passing, Bryce Herb to yep. Brady Evans 
to yep. Mason Evans, you know, yep. to Jesse. This is something that you could see is almost second nature because they are together so much. I mean, in football, you have the, the kid that has the career touchdown record at the school. Yep. You have the kid that yep. has the passing yardage record in football at the school. They're playing together now in basketball season. Yep. And last night, you could see they are more in sync with each other they than a lot of teams. They're making passes about they, you know, anticipating a guy to be there. So they, they've been played so much together that they know their kids are going to be there. And there's a lot of truth to that. They, and they... Uh, Bryce played outstanding, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this guy. I mean, he's only a freshman, and he came in with Jesse got his fourth file, mm-hmm. Alex Schockenbach. I mean, I think that may have been the turning point for us. Mm-hmm. He drew an offensive foul, and then he made a three point play the old fashioned way, and he just gave us a little spurt there when Jesse came out. And you know, kudos to him. He's going to be a great player. He's only a freshman, and and his mind. He plays football and he plays baseball as they all do, but yet he. You'll see him in the gym. I mean, after on Sunday, he's calling coach. Can I can I get some shooting? And I go to the gym. I say, yeah, hold him up, boy. I say he's one of those always there. We don't have practice. He wants to play, so you know he's going to be a great player. And I was happy for him last night. He got in a great experience in a place like that, in a game like that, and then to contribute the way he did was was pretty awesome. But you're right. Been, it's interesting, that three-point play you're talking about. I said that this morning when we were on the air recapping last night's game. He was almost folded in half backwards, yep. stuffed yep. under the backboard, not just, yep. the, not just the bucket. And yep. he threw that up. It went in, and he was fouled. I was like, that is probably the single most athletic play I've seen this year. Yep. Yeah, and, and game that what play there, that three-point play, you could see our kids at that point believing, hey, this is, this is it, and, and yeah, he gave us a little spark there, and I'm happy for him. He's a good kid, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, we keep on playing. I guess I think we play Wednesday. I'm, I'm understanding the game might be at home. I don't know. Going to Penn yeah. last night, the yep. first round of states, they, yep. they want to play. In the home side, as long as as long as your school will allow home or visiting fans in, the PIAA put out early last week or late last week. I guess they met Wednesday. It was late last week. They said if you're going to allow visiting fans, they'll allow you to have the game. If you won't, then the game will get moved to a gym closer to you. But yeah, uh, yeah you could have a home game on Wednesday. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well. well. Whatever's ready, we'll, we'll be ready to play. Whatever, it'll be nice to see. The, we'll be ready to play. It'll so. be nice to see the shell shock on the faces of the kids from Bristol coming into Williamstown, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's not a fifteen-minute drive, is it? <laughs> you know, Daddy, we're talking about the kids an awful lot, but I got to be honest with you. Knowing your assistant coach, John Mike, I think the greatest <laughs> conversation I had with him was leading up to this game last night, as he was filling me in on his basketball prowess at Shenandoah. He was part of the district. And he was torn coming into a district champ. You know, I, I still have that light blue, that powder blue running through my veins, but I coach here now. My dedication and commitment is the way it's valid. He was shook up before this game. <laughs> he was. You know, he, he he's on our school board. He, he's a, he's a, a great assistant coach, and he, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he, he's not afraid to get up, up on the kids. And he said, I won a district championship at Shenandoah Valley. It's the last one they had. He said, I was on that team. He said, they're not going to break my record. They're not going to take over. So, we're going to... <laughs> so yeah, he, he, he was driven. He, he was excited last night. That's that's good. Kids kids feed off of that. And, and you know, and, uh, we have Bo Rejo who's helped us out. I and mean, he, he coached our junior high, and he's been around with the varsity. The great influence on the kids. I mean, he just, uh, yeah, I'm, happy. I'm, I'm lucky to have my son and, and, and John and Bo and, and those guys. I mean, they, they do an outstanding job because it's, it takes more than one guy. I know that. And they, 
they they certainly fill a bill there for for our program, and I'm I'm happy to have them. So well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, your team is fun to watch. Last night was was incredible, the exploits that uh, were on display. But i got to tell you what's what's a lot of fun to watch, too. Those two lads in the Sixers jersey <laughs> behind your bench. They yeah. are hysterical. They're my grandsons. I, I, you know, you know I, I spend a lot of time with other people's kids. And I, uh, if I'm going to do that, I need to involve my own kids, my grandkids. My granddaughter keeps stats for me. And I've done this through my career. You know, Daddy's been with me. My son's with me all 26 years. My daughter's kept stats for me, so I, I kept my family involved, which makes it a lot easier at home. And uh, but now my grandkids are in first and second grade, and they are so into sports. They play football. They love basketball. Love baseball. So I need to keep them involved. I mean, I'm yapping at them because they'll come into the at halftime and they're running around the locker room, and I'm saying, "Guys, we." So I'm yelling at my grandkids to keep going. Out. But they are they are hilarious. They are so it's so nice that I can have them right. with me and with us and then have my granddaughter keeping stats and my other granddaughter's only three years old. She was up on top there yelling Pappy and she was she was mad because I wouldn't answer her, but I I didn't say I hear her, but yeah, I need to <laughs> keep them close to me and you know, I need to spend the time with them. I, I you know, it's it's time we don't get back but the way I'm doing that is I'm keeping them involved with me. They come to practices, they come, and they're into it. I mean, they're, they're, yes, they're into it. Yes, they, you should see them behind you. Yeah. I know you can't turn around and watch them, but, boy, they're they're winding it up. They're, they're directing traffic. I mean, I had such a good time watching them away from the ball last night. I, 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 I thought, I can't wait to see these two birds get up and play some varsity. You, you see how fast they were with the water, though. During a timeout, Coach, they're handing waters out. Quick. Quick and in a hurry. They are on the job. When it comes down to it, they do to the work. That's a job. That's right. They're, they're <laughs> and they could sh- they could shoot them. pretty good. Yeah, you got to keep on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Denny, congratulations on another District Eleven championship. We hope to be with you when Bristol comes to town next week. Okay. We'll wait and see how that works out. But man. You're doing it the right way, and we really appreciate any time you spend with us because well, it is fantastic. I, I thank you, and I thank you for your coverage you give our kids, and uh, thank you for you know with all the stuff that you guys do. So it's always a pleasure. So, all right, buddy. Well, okay. well, hopefully we'll catch up with you Wednesday. Okay. All righty. All right, thank Denny. You. Have a great Thanks, weekend. Dan. You too, thanks. There you have it, Doc Denny Casper joining us this morning. And I mean it, those two birds last night were uh, great to watch behind the bench and during timeouts, like you said, they uh, they certainly get their work in. And uh, it was just a, a great night last night for the Williams Valley Vikings to pick up their first District 11 championship since 2009. But we are out of we're time. Out of time time flies having... when you're having fun. Jeez, I can't believe the show's over. More basketball to be had today yeah. on the network at 5 o'clock tonight. T102 Sports will have the Minersville Batland Miners against the Super Duper Lady Bears of Monoy Area. Joey Shimo will join me and Larry Ooh. for coverage in that one as uh, he's pressed into action. Yeah, Joey. Late minute change. And uh, JP's going to join me for the nightcap. Here on WPPA, the Nativity Hilltoppers looking to take the district championship as they take on Notre Dame of East Stroudsburg at 730. In a game that I anticipate, 
It's going to be up and down the floor an awful lot. That game is going to be... You might go to a track meet today. That is going to be breakneck speed, I think, at Mart's Hall tonight. But we'll wait and see. Mike Walborn's full of surprises with his Hilltoppers. And Bill Tidmore was checking him out against uh, Roberto Clemente Charter. And he thinks Coach Walborn's trying to impersonate Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the with the the, the vest thing. The, the vest was on. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited for that tonight on WPPA. Coach Walborn. We'll talk later. I know. Anyway, Doc, that's going to do it for Sports Saturday today. We've got to thank our fine sponsors like Gears Dairy. Yeah, the Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. They got the dairy line from whole milk to skim milk. The orange juice to get your vitamin C pumped on up, and the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products. It's Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy. Sip on Schuylkill County and also Phoenix Physical Therapy, where you can recover, recharge, and rise. Five convenient locations in Pottsville, Orangeburg, Frackville, Pine Grove, and Gratz. That's Franco, Bobby, Mike, Lauren, and Bo. You're listening to WPPA Pottsville Translator, W290 DP Pottsville.